T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Six on a Saturday night. George Sells with you. KMOX at your service. We're going to go till 10 o'clock tonight. A lot coming up, but before Shawn Michael Lyle runs off, we got to talk more about Batman. I mean, <laughs> I had not caught this. My phone did not go off, and it was funny because I was uh, I was in the office at my day job, and my boss made mention as I was running out the door about to, to come over here about uh, an alert. And I thought, you know, you get those alerts and, oh, this is sad. You know, there might be an Amber Alert or something like that. And I get over here and I arrive to the laughter of Gotham City, Missouri, and the alert for a purple or green 1970, purple and green 1978 Dodge. You kid me with the plate. And, Sean, mm-hmm. you had to place the call. You were the one, who, the lucky one who yep. got to place the call to Jefferson City. And I want to know... How did they even begin to start answering that? Well, they they realized uh, very quickly. Uh, they test the it's the blue alert. That's a real eminent threat. That's not almost like an amber alert, but the blue alert uh, is a real eminent threat. So they always test. They they test it every month, and they just they have a number of selections, and they they sent the wrong one. So. Uh, they, I guess they typically put in this um, bogus test uh, copy, which was, and, and I pointed out to them that they got it wrong. It's not a 1978 Dodge 3700 GT. It's a 1972 Dodge 3700 GT, which any Bat fan should know about. I mean, really? Yeah. They, don't, they don't even have their trivia they right. Don't, What's they going don't on? even have it right. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a green roof, a frog green roof with a purple, uh, a purple uh, body, and it was a. Uh, when uh, Batman left the museum in the 1989 Batman movie and he drove off, uh, his uh, Joker's goons chased after Batman in this car. Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't know if it had you kidding me as the, uh, uh, as the license plate or not, but that's what they put was, you know, from Gotham City. It's just, you know, it's better than putting something that's really scary as fake copy. But they do, right. this, all the, they do this all the time. And, you know, when you do it enough times and you do it every month, eventually, at some point, and I've heard of this happening in other places, that you push the wrong button on one particular day, and that's what happened today. So when you, when you dial in... And the 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 first person picks up the phone. Was that was it a sort of tepid? 
uh, hello, or was it just hey, we're going to laugh about this, or how? What was their what was their body, body language over the phone, so to speak? Yeah, well, I would say that they no, they they knew that uh, that anybody seeing this would immediately realize. This is not uh, an actual uh, alert. First of all, there is no Gotham City. The first thing I did, honestly, when I got it, was I looked up Gotham City, because there are all kinds of little towns yeah. all across Missouri. Oh, I would have Googled it. I Googled it, and <laughs> the only thing I got was Gotham Apartments in Kansas City, and it's like, what? So um, I, I knew it, was, it wasn't real, and then, of course, I called the—the uh, the people I actually called was the uh, State Emergency Management office and they put me through to the uh, Missouri Highway Patrol because those are the ones who actually speak for it and and alert this system uh, but yeah they they knew as soon as it happened that first of all that they had made a mistake they already knew they had made a mistake and second of all that it wasn't going to be the kind of mistake that was going to cause any real problems right so but they, pr- probably the feeling you have you know that that feeling we've all had when you accidentally hit send on that email or that text that wasn't quite right or it was going to the wrong person and the minute you hit it you know and that feeling in your gut i can only imagine the poor person (laughs) well yeah but but there again they always put what you might call a blank in the in the system i mean this is obviously it's like shooting a blank it's not going to hurt anybody so they're always putting these blanks into the system and when they fired the wrong one they go "Uh uh-oh and and but they i think they realized from the very beginning uh, what was going to happen. And, and it, like I said, we all had a, a pretty good chuckle over it. And my only problem is that y- they didn't get their facts right. We'd be out there looking for a 78 when it's really a 72 Dodge. <laughs> all righty. Sean Michael Lyle, thank you very much for joining us with this, the hard-hitting news of the day. <laughs> but it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, so that's a, that was a good one there this afternoon. Uh, and you get... It's going to happen. Like you said, I mean, you, you do a test every month. Eventually, the wrong button's going to get hit. Something's going to happen. And uh, as Sean put it, good for them for putting something, you know, meant to be a little bit comedic or just something in there that wouldn't freak everybody out. You know, imagine if they just put a real, what sounded like a real case in there. Uh, that could make, you know, whatever town they happen to mention would, could make a lot of people very nervous. So probably the best bet there that uh, it didn't go out that way. All things considered, handled very well. It gave us something to talk about for a few minutes. and gave everybody a good chuckle. So you can't really complain about that. So 8-11 right now. Here's what's coming up as we move through the evening. Coming up next, if you're interested in business in St. Louis, uh, some good news for the startup community here. In fact, uh, some news about money that is probably the polar opposite of what you might anticipate coming out or in the midst of, I should say, a pandemic. Think about the economy. Think about the uncertainty. And what happened over the year 2021 uh, to the startup community in St. Louis or for the startup community in St. Louis is is really almost startling and in a good way. So we're going to hear about that. Coming up later on also, a lot of folks have been to City Foundry. New spot in Midtown. Some good food down there. I see a nodding head across from me. Well, it was announced this week the next venue that is coming in. You know, they're, they, got, they got thrown way behind. I did a story about City Foundry and what they were planning to do 
back in 20, I want to say it was 19, might have been 2018. Uh, to give you an idea, if you've been in the place, when I was in there shooting video, it was literally being torn down to the studs and still looked very much like an abandoned warehouse. So that that's how far back we're talking. And everything they were doing, it was geared toward hitting and opening in twenty in the spring of 2020. And they had these big businesses that were coming in. There was going to be this theater and all this other stuff. And, of course, we all know what happened in 2020, and that whole plan was shot to you nowhere. And so they had to basically adapt, reorganize, conquer, however they were going to do it. And they and they have managed to do that. They did it in the, in the midst of, I believe, at least one of their anchor tenants went bankrupt uh, during the during the pandemic before they ever got a chance to open. Uh, they were dealing with a lot of restaurant restaurateurs and of course for independent restaurants this was a horrible time so there was a lot of uncertainty there well now they've got the the food area open the next step live music little wine some pretty interesting names place is going to be called city winery believe it or not that is not made to match city foundry that is a pure coincidence but city winery a business that's been around some other larger cities for about the last 15 years. We're going to talk to the owner of city of the city winery chain, a Washington university grad, by the way, and he's going to tell us what we can expect for that space. And that's going to be some pretty exciting stuff. And also, you know, I'm curious what you have to say. Drop us a line. Give us a call. Drop me a tweet at George sells. Give us a call. 314-436-7900. But later on, Toward the end of the hour, uh, have you signed up for your free government COVID tests? Today was the day. They opened the thing up. All you have to do is go online. They're going to send you four. You're going to have them on the shelf anytime anybody has the slightest sniffle or cough if you need them. And, boy, that'll be a big difference. But I just wondering, did you get out? Did you order them? What do you think? How, how's the process working? Hear from you on that. For now, it's 8.15. We're here till 10 o'clock. KMOX at your service. I'm George Sells. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We go where you go. 1120 AM, 98.7 FM, KMOX.com. KMOX at your service. George Sells back with you on a Tuesday night here in St. Louis here till 10 o'clock. Of course, we've talked a lot 
on shows I've done over recent years about the growing startup community in St. Louis and the attempts to really kind of revolutionize the economy, modernize the economy here. Well, if you are interested in that sort of thing and you're excited about that sort of thing, there's some good news for you. It broke the last couple of days, and it's the fact that local startups raised more than they ever have before in 2021. Nathan Rubelke from the St. Louis Business Journal joining me now. Nathan, thanks for joining us here on KMOX. Hey, George. Thanks for having me. So tell me about this. Local startups raising $699 million in venture financing in 2021. When you read into that as a guy who covers this sort of thing, uh, does it surprise you, especially with the economy being in such an uncertain place with the the coronavirus and the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, it definitely does. You know, it, it's funny when you look back to kind of the start of the pandemic uh, in March of 2020, there was a lot of fear among startups and startup support groups in St. Louis that uh, startups would be really lacking to be able to find cash. Uh, and that's turned out to, to be anything uh, but wrong. Uh, in the last two years, amid the pandemic, St. Louis startups have raised more than $1 billion, well, probably more than $1.1 billion. Uh, it, It's pretty remarkable amid just kind of where we are in the world and, and where the economy is at overall. It's definitely a a big win uh, for St. Louis here. We've seen growth in uh, the... Uh, like the NGA area, the uh, intelligence area. We've seen growth, of course, in the uh, biosciences. Uh, Everything that has been going on down at Cortex has been very well documented. What is the engine to this, or is it all of those things kind of combined? Yeah, I think it's all those things uh, combined, uh, and even more so. uh, You know, for example, I wrote a story today about a – a company that's making plant-based hair extensions. Uh, they fit a little bit into bioscience, but uh, not necessarily, you know, specifically in any of those categories where we have strength, but they're still raising capital and they're growing, which I think is a, a great sign for the, the startup economy to hear that you can, no matter what you're working on, you can find support and you can find dollars to hopefully uh, help it grow. What is the center of the startup community now? Because, again, it was it was Cortex for the longest time, uh, you know, the Venture Cafe and all that was going on over there. And now you just it seems like you hear more and more coming from out of the bioscience area. And again, uh, you know, the geospatial uh, industry seems to be growing leaps and bounds as well. Do, where, what do you see as the next center for all this? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh and it, it might not be one specific center. Uh, you've got a lot of strength in, in, in geotech and geospatial, like you mentioned, George. You've got the ag tech uh, in that 39 North District out in Creve Corps. You've got Cortex in the Central Corridor. I think in talking with, with civic leaders and, and, and leaders in the, in the startup space, I think the next uh, challenge necessarily isn't trying to focus on one of those centers, but trying to connect them. Uh, some have used kind of the term of a triangle, uh, innovation triangle, and trying to connect those kind of three focal points here in St. Louis. That's top of mind for, for a lot of civic leaders and conversations I've had. When you talk to folks about the uh, the money being raised, uh, I'm looking at your chart here that you had in the article going back to 2014, uh, $585 million. So 2018 was a great year and then mm-hmm. dropped almost in half in 2019. And then the comeback really comes once the pandemic starts. Uh, is there any rhyme or reason to all this? Uh, you know, you know, nationally, uh, startup funding has been really strong here in the last couple of years. And I think some of it is, uh, you know, also as startup funding has grown, you've seen kind of record M&A globally. Uh, so a lot of startups are, are going public or getting acquired. So that's giving investors, you know, more funding. They're, they're reinvesting that funding into other startups. 
Uh, so there's a lot of momentum. Uh, investors raised a record amount of money for their own funds last year. Uh, so, you know, the, the, you know the, the, the market's been pretty good. You know, there's had bumps here and there, but uh, investors are eager to, to pump cash in, into startups right now. And who's the hottest startup in St. Louis? Who pulled in the most? Uh, you know, last year, uh, a startup uh, named Ujin, it's developing uh, cancer therapies, uh, had probably the largest funding round of, of about 170. Uh, you had a few others right around uh, that $100 million mark, Genoscopy, uh, which is developing uh, tools to help folks to detect cancer, specifically colon cancer. They raised $105 million. So you are seeing a lot of... Uh, Funding going toward those biotech companies. They do require a lot of comp- a lot of funding because their studies take years. They take time. They take a lot of capital infusion. Uh, but there's momentum there, uh, which is exciting to see. You can see some big medical advancements come out of St. Louis. Hopefully, here in the next uh, handful of years. I want to put you on the spot a little bit. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. looked into this or not. But not that I haven't already done it with a couple of these questions. But <laughs> tell, tell me this though. I, we hear a lot about St. Louis. Like, you know, could we be the next? You know, name your city, the you know, Silicon Valley, the next Austin, the next uh, you know, Silicon Belt in, uh, in the Boston area, something like that. What are, your hear- what are you hearing? What is your feel as far as where St. Louis really is? I mean, are we on the cusp of being the next big thing, or is that just kind of our internal marketing when, in fact, we're just another city uh, doing a lot of really good stuff, but there are plenty of others? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great question, and I'm glad you brought it up because that's something we'll be covering at the Business Journal this year. So, so stay tuned for that. But for right now, you know, I think there's a lot of everyone wants to be that next tech hub. So there's a lot of competition, but I think St. Louis is doing well. Uh, one of the venture capital uh, firms on the coast recently did a study and and noted that more money is going to the middle of the country, and, and St. Louis ranks in the top uh, for those markets that are receiving some of that capital that used to be more distributed on the coast. Uh, but I think this, this is a big year for St. Louis because, uh, you know, I was having conversations with startup founders recently who had raised cash in 2021. And, 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 and the conversation, the theme of those conversations was this year is all about execution. So these startups got the money in 2021. Now it's time for them to, to make good on that funding, to show some achievement, show some growth. And, and hopefully investors will see that and then decide, you know, to, to provide funding to the startup that's next door to them in the Cortex District or in the, in the 39 North District. So it's a big year for showing that. St. Louis uh, earned some of the validation it, it, it might feel right now for the funding it's gotten. So tell me this. What is the business that excites you? The, the, and I'm not talking about necessarily the one that's going to be uh, the next big thing in bioscience or something like that, mm-hmm. but the one that the first time you heard what they were doing, you just went, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I did a story recently, just a couple of weeks ago, about uh, a company called Intermotive. It's developing an aut- autonomous rail car. Uh, so we've heard a lot about autonomous vehicles, autonomous automobiles. This is trying to make a, a train car that could drive itself, wouldn't need to be powered by a locomotive. Uh, you know, you hear, it's just something you don't hear about in St. Louis very often, that type of hardware startup, something that ambitious. Uh, so that that's a really neat one that folks should keep their eye on. And is that something they'd be going, look, would that be more of a freight rail sort of thing, or is this an Amtrak kind of thing? Uh, this would be freight rail. To, to, they're hoping that it can help solve a lot of the uh, Supply chain woes we're seeing right now, a lot of the logistic struggles we're seeing, and, and hopefully get your goods uh, faster to you faster. So as a guy who works in the world of business journalism, is St. Louis one of the places to be for your job right now? Yeah, it's a good place to be. Uh, you know, In addition to tech and startups, I cover sports business, and, and with the Rams lawsuit, the baseball lockout, there, there isn't a, 
uh, short of the stories between between the sports world and, and the innovation to come here right now. So it's, it's, it's a good, St. Louis is a good place to be. I was going to say, don't get me started on that Rams lawsuit. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, no time for that this time around, but we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us here on KMOX. Nathan Rebelke from St. Louis Business Journal, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. And it's 828. Back in a moment with wine, music, and the foundry. And we're back, Camo X at your service on a Tuesday night. George Sells with you until 10 o'clock. And if you've been in the Midtown area anytime in the last few months, you have certainly noticed all that is going on around City Foundry. Finally got going. It was a little slower than they had anticipated, obviously, with the pandemic and plans to open really right in the middle of it. But it's up, it's running, and some big additions are on the way, including City Winery. What is City Winery, you ask? Let's find out. Michael Dorf is the head man with City Winery, a chain from around the country. Michael joining us on the phone right now. Michael, welcome to KMOX. Hey, thanks for having me. Just tell me, first of all, what should people expect? It's a winery. It's a place to eat. It's a music venue. Tell me a little bit about this. It is all three of those things, all masked in one. Uh, we, We started in New York about 15 years ago, and and it was really the first real urban winery in Manhattan. Um, But I come out of the music business after I graduated college at Washington University. Go Bears! Uh, (laughs) Yep, I I got into the music business, you know, 35 years ago and started a club in New York called The Knitting Factory, and I've always been – really on the music side of, of business, whether it was record label, festival, et cetera. And so when I wanted to get into the urban winemaking, I kind of gravitated towards what I knew how to do, which is fill up a room with people. But the, the secret of live entertainment is the old, there's profits in the popcorn. And our popcorn in this case was, was wine and thought, you know, I'm going to, gear a music establishment more towards a wine consumer and someone who wants to to drink authentic you know eco-friendly really great quality good value wine um and and do it in a context of a live concert space where i know i can fill it up and so it worked really well in new york and then i expanded to Chicago and Nashville and Atlanta and Boston and DC. And it's been, uh, it's been working really great. Um, and you know, COVID hit, it's been obviously very, very challenging for the, for the gathering businesses that I consider myself in with restaurants, et cetera. But, uh, we, we looked at, you know, the, the area that we operate and thought, you know, could we infill in between Chicago and Nashville, you know, a great city like St. Louis? Can we, can we do that in Columbus and Pittsburgh and some of these areas in between where the musicians are touring and they're playing and they love playing and they prefer to play city winery, you know, a, a luxury concert space. And so we're able to, to do these, small tours, if you will, with the artists that we work with a lot. And St. Louis made perfect sense um, that there wasn't 
a 200, 220-seat, you know, sit-down music room, you know, geared towards a luxury, you know, concert goer. And, you know, you can't just drink wine. You got to eat good food with it. So, you know, we're we're a real restaurant, you know, and um, I, I think we're going to do well in St. Louis. I think there's a bunch of my friends who are still there are telling me they can't wait, you know, for, for the experience that we offer. Now, the City Foundry space is somewhat different in its own right. It's being done in a few markets, something similar to it. But uh, is that what drew you here, or was it the city more, or was it just kind of a lot of things meeting at the right time? You know, I've been going back to St. Louis, both, you know, as a, um, a you know, a, a friend of friends and you know, my alma mater and, and, and all of that. And my, my, my children all want to go back and see what Washi is like um, as they explore their college stuff. So I've spent time there. And then I started taking it seriously a few years back, just looking at all of the real estate opportunity, you know, in, in, in town. I mean, I love great Rust Belt ability to do an adaptive reuse of a building to that pretty much is is what all city winery locations are I've been in these you know an old you know factory or an old, an old building so we can utilize the textures and feel of of that and you know when i got invited uh steve smith to go look at the the, the foundry um you know, I wasn't sure. I, I've been we've been buying a lot of buildings ourselves, you know, and doing the renovation. But I, I liked I liked what they were doing with, you know, much larger complex of buildings. I liked the the mix of the tenants that they were thinking about and then the idea of it being off of a, you know, sort of culinary focused food court, you know, driven area. Um spoke to me. It, it was similar to the location we're in in Atlanta, Pond City Market. Um, and we we really overlapped on on philosophy of of how, you know, people are interested in 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 a variety of different kinds of foods. They like going to a place that has um, you know, quality but but eccentric, if you will, um offerings. And I, I you know, I was sold uh, after really the first visit, um, that this was going to be a great center for for new creative people living, you know, whether you're going to school in St. Louis or you know you're living there. Um, that there there wasn't really a destination like the Foundry, and so it just seemed to it seemed you know it had our name on it. And City Foundry, City Winery, how how could you not uh, you know? It just works. It does yeah. just work. So how do we get this thing up and running? What's the what is the uh, the timeline from here? Are you yeah. talking about late summer? What's what's going on here? Well, you know the beauty of the word late summer is that it's ambiguous enough <laughs> to not be specific. And so look at at this stage in construction and development, and with all of you know the uncertainties in the world today i mean between you know let's hope that omicron is the last variant you know and that the pandemic has become endemic you know please yes. and if let's let's hope that supply chain you know challenges slowly go away and let's hope inflation you know does not 
you know, overly complicate too much and, and let's hope the labor market. So, I mean, you have so many variables out there that for anybody who's starting a large construction project to go, well, by August 1st, we will be like, so I can't say that. I can right. say it's taken us usually six months to, to, to build city wineries. Um, our plans are done. They look really great. Um, the space is pretty far along in terms of general infrastructure. It's not like we're starting from scratch on a building. Um, we are taking a corner spot in the project that hasn't been renovated yet. Um, but the building has its its main infrastructure, and you know the exterior is is really good. So you know I, it it could be a little bit shorter than that, but I, let's just say late summer. And having spent many late summers in St. Louis. You know, if if that moved all the way into the first week of September, I don't think anybody would care, um, <laughs> you know, uh, that much. But, yeah, I, I, that that's about the window we should be um, open. I would say in about three months from now, we'll be in a better place to start pinpointing. Um, you know, I try not to book too much talent before we, you know, get our, our final approvals on, on – you know, life safety, but, you know, we, we, we always jump ahead a little bit, you know, trying to plan and coordinate with the tours that we're doing in the fall, which are already, you know, slowly, uh, be, you know, everybody in the music touring world has had to push dates for two years. So what what's exciting, I think, for consumers is, is coming this summer and fall in that you have two years of touring, that's all being pushed into as short a window as possible. You know, businesses, and, and we've all been hurt, but there's been some public funding, whether it was Save Our Stages for Venues or the Restaurant Act or PPP money for, you know, general, you know, payroll um, across the country. Um, and then industries that weren't impacted. But an industry that got really hurt was the live performing artists, and they – you know, they, they, they need to play, they need to tour. And it's, it's just been very, very difficult for, for so many of them. So there are a lot of artists wanting to hit the road and, and, this, and if they had stuff booked for the early spring now and into April, things have been pushed uh, to the late summer and fall. So there's going to be an incredible, you know, abundance of great music coming and I think we'll be opening right at that same time. What kind of acts are we talking about real quickly? Um, you know, I, I'm not going to, if you look at the city winery calendar, you know, citywinery.com, you can see who, you know, works with us. We're, our, our focus is a singer songwriter, some R and B, um, but in a, in a setting that is seated and, and, you know, where, when we serve wine in a real glass, we don't break too many glasses. <laughs> gotcha. I will say that we, you know, Riedel is the glassware we work with. We we break more Riedel glasses every night than any other restaurant in there in, in the world. And it's a kind of a weird thing to be proud of because the more, the better the show, the faster people jump to their feet during an encore and more glasses break right at that moment. So a good night 
where the band gets everyone, you know, standing up for the encore out of their restaurant seating and we break 20 glasses. That's a success for us. And we're very happy. Multiply all that glass times, you know, 15 venues every night. And you, you're, that's a lot of glass we're breaking. Um, but you got to look at it like a wedding and just go, congratulations, mazel tov. You know, we, we, uh, <laughs> we had a success. So we break a lot of glass. I say that jokingly with a little seriousness. I mean, the, the, um, the, 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 the most of, you know, I would say 95% of our shows are seated. Um, we do national singer songwriters, whether it's someone like, uh, you know, Joan Armitrading to Suzanne Vega to Lyle Lovett to Chris Isaac to, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the singer songwriter country to to Americana, um, okay. and then we we do you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll sprinkle in some some comedy, we'll sprinkle in you know R and B, we'll sprinkle in you know some jazz. Um, you know we need to fill 200 seats, and that's not a a simple uh, equation. But you know again, if you look at our roster online, City Winery, and you see who's who's playing in our current venues you get a good taste of who's who's going to come well michael dorf folks looking forward to this coming to the city foundry we're going to have the city winery measuring success one broken glass at a time michael thank you for (laughs) joining us here on camelax my pleasure hey thanks a lot and it's 8 46 in st louis when chris isaac shows up at the foundry a lot of people will be trying to get there (laughs) we'll be back with you in just a moment Let ourselves get there. Just hold on a second. Ever since the name Chris Isaac came out of our last guest, Michael Dorff's mouth, my phone has been blowing up largely with my wife asking, is Chris Isaac coming in? Is he coming to City Winery? I don't know, but I, the first two tickets have been sold. I can just about guarantee that. That could be a lot of fun. 8.51, KMOX at your service on a Tuesday night. Saw something earlier, and I'm perplexed. I wonder if anybody gets this any more than I do. Uh, Of course, we've been hearing about 5G coming to our phones for some time. I mean, I've I've got two phones. One, They both say they're running on 5G right now. Though technically the big super 5G is supposed to be turned on in some form or fashion tomorrow. 5G coming to you. It's going to change the way we do everything. It's going to change the way we compute. It's going to change the way our phones work. It's going to allow automatic car, cars, driverless cars to run all over the city, being controlled by little towers everywhere. It's going to allow surgeons to perform surgery from 3,000 miles away using a robot and a remote control. This all sounds like you know, the, the dream that goes through my son's head when he's sitting on his computer at night playing video games with his buddies or, his, or the, VR, the VR device he's got, that kind of thing. This is all the, all what this 5G is going to do. So we've been planning for this, obviously, now for years, right? Yeah, this getting ready. Well, 
Yesterday, all of a sudden, the airlines raise their hand and say, yeah, you're turning that on on Wednesday. We're going to have to cancel all the flights because it's going to mess with our landing systems. Can somebody explain to me how they did not figure this out until this week? I, I really I'm, I'm very curious as to how it is that the Federal Communications Commission, the largest telecommunications companies on the planet, the some of the largest and most successful airlines on the planet. All just sort of lost track of the time, I guess. Oh, it's Wednesday. All the planes are going to crash if they turn on that 5G thing. This has got to be the stupidest thing I think I have ever heard in my life. I mean, it absolutely, it absolutely kills me. Now, the, the latest news in this is that AT&T and Verizon have agreed to delay launching their new wireless services uh, near, near key U.S. airports after the airlines suddenly realized that all the planes were going to crash if we turn on our new iPhone we got for Christmas. So I'm I'm glad that they were uh, you know working together on this, doing a little bit of planning. Apparently, the FAA has been trying to to negotiate this through or something, which is again baffling to me. It's like, come on, we're just figuring this out now. I think it seems like the FAA is the organization that should have been saying to the two parties back maybe a year or two ago, uh, folks, this is coming. Uh, the train's coming down the tracks. It's not stopping, and you better figure this out. That would seem to me the way a government regulatory body would function in this day and age. But who the hell knows what they were doing? But anyway, I just find this entire thing completely perplexing. Uh, I think that the phone companies and the airlines absolutely 100% deserve to be made fun of. I think if you can think of any joke to make about AT&T, Verizon, American Airlines, Southwest, any of them, have at it. Fair game. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at George Sells. Best jokes about the airlines or the phone companies will read on the air sometime in the next hour. Be merciless. Be brutal. They deserve it. This is completely stupid. But this is what we're dealing with uh, as we go through all this. And it's really interesting, too, because the, the, the stuff with 5G is fascinating. I, I found this article, and it has it, it, the, the website is trtworld.com. And what is far more interesting than the idiocy between all the multi-billion dollar people who can't figure this out uh, is the, this little side video they've got with the race for 5G and it tells you all the things that 5G is going to be able to do. That part is very cool. Back in a moment. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.